listening to Nightlight. Yes, you're with Nightlight and welcome to another current events Nightlight show. My guest once again is Bible researcher and eschatologist Robert Mandelbaum. A lot has happened and is happening in the news in the four months since Robert was last on the show. And it's good to have him back with us to help us digest some of the very latest developments and especially as they relate to end-time Bible prophecy. End-time news and views. But first, a song, and this one was recommended to me by Josh in Kobe, Japan. I listened to it just before recording this program, and it's the first time on Nightlight, wait for it, for rock legend Eric Clapton. He's collaborated with another rock and blues legend, Van Morrison, on a number of different protest songs, and this one is called Stand and Deliver. Let them put the fear on you Stand and deliver Not a word you heard was true And if there's nothing you can say There may be nothing you can do Do you want to be a free man? Or do you want to be a slave? Wanna be a free man, or do you wanna be a slave? Do you wanna wear these chains until you're lying in the grave? I don't wanna be a pauper, and I don't wanna be a prince. I don't wanna be a pauper. And I don't want to be a prince I just want to do my job Playing the blues for my friends Magna Carta, Bill of Rights The Constitution, what's it worth? You know they're gonna grind us down uh, Until it really hurts Is this a sovereign nation or just a police state? You better look out, people, before it gets too late. Keep on flogging a dead horse 
driver Or keep on flogging a dead horse Do you wanna make it better? Or do you wanna make it worse? Stand and deliver You let them put the fear on you Sold down the river But not a word of it is true If there's nothing you can say There may be nothing you can do Stand and deliver Eric Clapton with Stand and Deliver, the words penned by Van Morrison. It's very heartening, don't you think, to see these rock and blues legends staying true to the protest music of the 60s. We'll have a song from Van Morrison later in the show, as well as a song from another rock and blues legend, Jeremy Spencer, which you may not have heard before, called Red Sky blues. But time now to meet our guest on today's show, Robert Mandelbaum, for his take on some of the current events that are happening in the world right now. And Robert is speaking to me over Skype from his home in the north of England. We have a guest tonight on Nightlight. I had a thought the other day, you know. It's uh, pretty obvious, but you know, with everything that's going on in the world today, just with COVID, the different lockdowns, the problems with the vaccinations that, you know, the jabs are calling them, world tottering on economic collapse, all this insanity of this transgender stuff going on, fires all over the world, earthquakes, volcanoes going off everywhere, floods, famine. You know, we're living in a time, of course, you are aware, I'm aware, I think everybody's becoming aware that is pretty unprecedented. But... I think more and more people are coming to the realization that the time we're living in is the time that was predicted in the Bible through Jesus, the prophets, and the men of God throughout the ages. And of course, the men of God all looked forward and wished that they could live in the times we're living. And of course, we know in Luke chapter 21, which is an end time chapter, Jesus said, when you see these things come to pass, lift up your eyes for your redemption draweth nigh. And the thing I was thinking, you know, we see these fulfillment. We see these things that are going on, which we just named. And you think, well, these are all predicted in the Bible. T times of trouble, great tribulation is coming. It isn't here yet, but it's coming. But if this is true, and the Bible has proven these points to be true, then the other points, why we should look up, is also true, because our redemption draweth nigh. We have the second coming of Jesus to look forward to, We've got the change in our bodies, for in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, we shall be changed. We have the thousand-year reign of Christ, ruling and reigning with Jesus on this earth. We have a new heaven and a new earth, an eternity of joy and wonder and love that also is predicted in the Bible. So that's why when we see these things come to pass, lift up your 
eyes for your redemption draweth nigh. And if this is true, the rest of it is true as well. Even the night can be bright when you switch on your nightlight. You know, Robert, over the past couple of weeks, I've been watching on YouTube a few documentaries about some of the great revivals that have taken place, in particular, the great Welsh revival of 1904, followed by the Azusa Street revival in Los Angeles, which sparked off other revivals around the world, like the great Korean revival of 1907. But what I never realized was just what an incredible outpouring of the Holy Spirit took place with thousands of miraculous healings and all kinds of other miracles taking place. The same supernatural manifestations of the Spirit that happened on the day of Pentecost. And it's greatly encouraged my faith that there's literally no limit to what the power of God can do. And it's got me excited and equally anticipating the last great revival and outpouring of the Holy Spirit that I can just feel in the Spirit is going to start very soon, has been prophesied, will be the greatest revival and outpouring of the Spirit that the world has ever seen and will sweep the entire world and continue on until the second coming of the Lord. Yes, I, uh, I don't know if you know this, Simon, but you know, in the history of the United States have been what they believe to be three great revivals. And this is what's taught in Bible colleges, you know, conservative Bible colleges that train pastors. The first one took place in the 1700s, and the man's name is right on the tip of my tongue. I, I just can't quite get it. Then there was a second one, the Azusa Street. And you know what the third one, the third great revival is considered, Simon? Let me guess that it was the Jesus Revolution. Yes, the Jesus Revolution at the end of the 60s and early 70s is considered the third great revival that ever swept the United States and all of Europe and the world. And that was when I was saved too. And you also, Robert, were part of that. We were, yes. And who knows what's coming. Nightlight, keeping you in tune with the times. Also, you know, we're talking about this time of trouble and all this. You know, the Bible says, we are compassed about with a great cloud of witnesses, right by our shoulders, right beside us. A micro millimeter of a, it's a spiritual realm that has these cloud of witnesses that are helping us, leading us, and helping to guide us and cheering us on as we go into the dark last days of this, uh, of this earth. Yes, that's something we should always remember. And we can expect as time goes on that we'll see more and more supernatural manifestations. I mean, we know from the book of Revelation that there's going to be a lot of angelic activity, just as there was before the first coming of Jesus. Well, we talked about in, a, in one of our last conversations about Revelation 14, how the angel's going to go through the midst of heaven saying, whoa, 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 you know, don't receive the mark of the beast. If you do receive the mark of the beast, you're in trouble. Right. Even right now, there's almost total censorship of the news that we hear from the mainstream media. So these angels will override that and make sure that everyone is warned. And if anybody has not yet heard the gospel at that point, well, they're going to hear it from those angels because it says that they preach the gospel to every nation and kindred and tongue and people. Wow, Robert, these are going to be amazing days to be alive in, a day of miracles. And you know, Robert, when I read about the truly miraculous healings that took place 
not only in these revivals, but also within the ministries of William Branham, A.A. Allen, Kathleen Kuhlman, so many others, hundreds of people lining up and getting healed one after the other of absolutely anything that was wrong with them, including body parts being grown right there on the spot, eyeballs being created into empty sockets. I mean, it'll just be a very small thing for the Lord to heal someone from the effects of these vaccines, which in many people can be severe. And it certainly increased my faith to pray for people's healing. And I believe that's going to be a ministry many of us will be called to in the days to come or even right now. I, I did get one verse concerning the vaccination. And of course, it's according to people's faith. But uh, the Lord did tell us that if you drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm you. So I don't know if that those vaccines come under that category or not, but according to your faith, be it unto you. Lighting your path through the end times. You're with Nightlight. Well, for me, right now, I'm being led to substantially increase the amount of time I spend in the Word and prayer each day and cut down to the bare essentials the time I spend online watching the news or any kind of media, just enough to keep abreast of the major things that are going on. Now, you're, you're exactly right, Simon, because the mainstream media, of course, is all controlled. And it's controlled by the powers that be that want to reset the uh, economy, reset the new world order. And as we said on a previous show, almost the devil's total power is in fear. And what is coming out of the mainstream media, there is very, very little hope coming out of the mainstream media. And, may, and a lot of the alternative media also, because they're just bringing forth the problems. And the problems are insurmountable without the knowledge of Jesus. And this is all designed to bring fear, and through fear, control. That is what the media is doing. It's working hand in hand and hand in glove with the powers that be to try to subjugate the world's people through fear and propaganda. You know, it talks about the uh, devil cast out his mouth as a flood after the woman in Revelation 12 and caused her to be carried away of the flood. You know, a flood of lies, a flood of propaganda, a flood of fears. And uh, I don't really know how to say this, but it's been said in articles before, there, I forget the man's name, he spent two years in a Turkish prison. He's a charismatic Christian. And he really went through it. Really, really went through it. He almost gave up his faith, almost lost it, but he managed to hang on to it. And he's back in the U.S. now. And he just put an article out about a day or two ago that he has great concern, especially for charismatic Christians who only believe that God will bless them, give them an abundant life, they have no perception that there are difficult times ahead for Christians in this world. And already there's been pastors arrested in Canada. There's been pastors arrested in the United States. There's been pastors arrested in the United Kingdom and been accused of hate speech because of this doctrine of uh, LGBT. You know, if, if you hold to the word of God on marriage, you know, God created a man and a woman, then you are administering hate speech to those who don't adhere to that particular belief. But the Bible says God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient because they receive not the love of the truth. God himself shall send them strong delusion. And I've never seen anything like it in, 
as it is today, and it's only getting stronger and stronger. Yes, it's like that verse about the mystery of iniquity that he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. It's like it's happened now. Yeah, that's that's Second Thessalonians two seven. He that letteth will let. We know that that word let is not allowing, but it's it's like the word let in a game of tennis. You know, the ball hits the top of the net and it prohibited from going over. A more uh, up-to-date translation of that word let would be he that restrains will restrain until he be taken out of the way. And that appears really what has happened now, that the restraint on oh the demonic activity and the evil in the world, the restraint has been removed and it's flooding the earth with this insanity and demonic perception of what things are. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. I've got an article right here. A mutual friend of ours, Kathy in New Zealand, just sent me today. You may have got the same article. But I thought this article really put into perspective exactly what you and I are talking about right now. This is from Natural News, and it's from Germany. It says, the German parliament passed a law banning six-day-old chick embryos from being killed because they are sensitive to pain. The law passed by the Bundestag also prohibited the selective killing of chicks based on their gender. It says, Julia Klockner, the German Minister for Food, Agriculture, and Consumer Protection, introduced the bill prohibiting the killing of male chicks last year. According to Klockner, she did not consider the practice of chick culling to be ethically acceptable. This is coming from a country where abortion is on demand. I mean, it's just... It's unbelievable. I mean, you couldn't even make this stuff up. I, I know. I mean, I, I thought this really precise. Here, this is another section from this article. Meanwhile, David Engels of the Free University of Brussels wrote in a sarcastic tweet, when the chicken embryo enjoys more protection of life than the human embryo, you know you've arrived at the best Europe ever. They are giving more protection to chick embryos than they are to children, to babies. Psalm 127.3 says, Behold the inheritance of the Lord, children, the reward of the fruit of the womb. And they have totally discarded this. I don't know what you can say about this. I mean, this is so blatantly wrong and ridiculous. Maybe the devil overstepped himself with this one, and this will shock and wake more people up. Yeah, it, woe unto them that call good evil and evil good. Oh, well, I tell you, I... I, I I had to read that article a couple of times. I just thought, oh my. If that doesn't personify the times in which we are living, well, the judgment is coming and the books will be opened. And uh, wouldn't be surprised if there's reference made to this article. Like in the days 
Yes, there's a flood of judgment coming that's going to purify this land. So sings another rock and blues legend, Jeremy Spencer. And that track was called Red Sky Blues. Signs of the Times. You know, Robert, right now it looks like 2 Thessalonians 2, 7 has been activated and the enemy is being allowed to run amok, unrestrained. But the scripture promises that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. And so many Christians worldwide are praying for the Lord to enter the fray, to protect his sheep, keep the wolves at bay. I mean, right now, we're seeing every day an unprecedented amount of natural disasters that are happening all over the world. Floods sweeping cars through the streets of many different cities all over the world. There's giant hailstorms, mice and other kinds of plagues, fires, heat waves. Do you think these are man-made disasters or are these the direct judgments of God showing the world that he's not pleased with what is happening here right now on planet Earth? I, I, I think the judgments of God personally have begun, and whether they're done through direct intervention of uh, God himself, like a lightning bolt, or whether God is using man to destroy these things, I think both things are happening. We look at the, uh, I mean, for instance, you were talking about the the heat. It, it's unprecedented. They've, they've had uh, temperatures that have never been seen before in uh, western Canada and the northwestern part of the United States, and God has withheld the rain, and these Fires are massive, and an enormous amount of the fruit and vegetables that the U.S. uses comes out of California, and that's what is being destroyed right now. And the most recent thing I saw, I mean, we're talking about the judgments of God. I put up an article yesterday, I think it was on the website. It was titled, Giant Swarms of Grasshoppers that Could Be Seen on Radar Are Devouring Crops All Over the Western United States. So I went back to uh, a book of Exodus. Here's a quote directly from the book of Exodus. This is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrew, says. How long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go so they may worship me. If you refuse to let them go, I will bring locusts into your country tomorrow. They will cover the face of the ground so that it cannot be seen. They will devour what little you have left after the hail, including every tree that is growing in your fields. They will fill your houses and those of all your officials and all the Egyptians something neither your fathers nor your forefathers have ever seen from the day they settled in this land till now. And I, this is from a, a website called World Atlas. It says, grasshoppers and locusts are closely related insects belonging to the Arcadidae family. Locusts are actually grasshoppers that develop gregarious behaviors under optimum environmental conditions, which involve the presence of large populations of grasshoppers. So you're, you're seeing the rain being withheld, you're seeing this plague of locust. It's it's just one thing after another, and it's going to increase and increase and increase. And whether it's being done by harp, or whether it's uh, being done by what you would call natural means, it's the same thing. It's, it's happening. I mean, yeah, there's hailstorms everywhere. There are unprecedented volcanoes, unprecedented earthquakes, and of course, we know Jesus said, "And by grace, He will give us the grace for it." All these are the beginnings of sorrows. We're, we're going into unprecedented times, but again, we have to emphasize 
Psalm 91, It shall not come nigh thee, only with thy, thine eyes shall thou see the reward of the wicked. That God will take care of us. He will take care of those who trust in Him, who trust in His Son. Inspiring you to draw closer to God. You're listening to Nightlight. I was reading a chapter out of Isaiah the other day. and You know, a slightly different subject, but I know, I know people who feel they don't deserve God's protection because of past mistakes, past sins, and things like this, you know? And I was reading this uh, verse out of Isaiah 43, and it says, Thou didst stand before me in thy sins and in thine iniquities. I, even I, am he that blots out thy transgressions for my own sake. The Bible in the Ten talks, there's none righteous, no, not one. God doesn't even blot out our transgressions or our sins because of our righteousness at all. He does it for his namesake, just like he did with Israel. And he goes on to say, for my namesake and thy sins. I'm going to blot out your sins. And he goes on to finish that verse by saying, I will not remember them. I know many Christians who feel they can't be used by God because of past mistakes, past sins. But that's because they are relying on their own righteousness to elevate them to a position where God is willing to use them. But that is not the case whatsoever. It's when they realize that they cannot be used and are hopeless even in their sins and iniquities that God is able to use them. And one section that has always encouraged me, and this is readily acknowledged, is King David. God called King David a man after his own heart. But King David perpetrated a pre meditated murder, stole the man's wife, premeditated having him killed to cover up the sin, and still God said his seed would go on forever. So if anybody is thinking like that, oh, I can't be used, I've done this, I've done that, I've done... Well, God can use you in... Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 says, not many mighty are called and used by God. Some are, but not many, because he does not want any flesh whatsoever to glory in his presence. He wants the world to know that he is God and he is the one that is working through people to do the miracles, the miraculous revival, and that will bring you through in peace to the end, the second coming, and the resurrection. Like a candle in the night, it's nightlight. I know another way that the enemy really attacks the Christian and Christians, and I've, I've had been attacked with this. You don't have anything to share. Everybody already knows. You know, you get this feeling because you know, everybody must know. But that's not the case at all. That's not the case at all. So few know. So few unsaved, and there are many saved who are on a For instance, I was asked recently, is the COVID vaccination the mark of the beast? And these are by people who are longtime Christians who have studied eschatology. And, of course, I answered, no, it cannot be the mark of the beast. I believe it could be a precursor to the mark of the beast, but not the mark of the beast because there are things that have to be fulfilled. And then I was informed by another longtime Christian, a student of eschatology, that said, this is the mark of the beast. As we're saying, with what we know and what the truth is that we the Lord has imparted to us, never ever think that you do not have something to share with 
the unsaved or the saved. Let me here encourage anyone listening who's known the Lord for many years. Some of you may be also since the time of the Jesus Revolution. And during the years since you've served the Lord on the mission field, you have such a deep knowledge of the word. You've had a lifetime of experience living by faith and following the Lord. And you have just so much to share. Maybe your best and most fruitful days still lie ahead. If you ask the Lord to use you to the full in this last great end time drama and great outpouring of the Holy Spirit that is sure to come. You're listening to an international edition of Nightlight, shining God's love light to the world. One message, Robert, that the world very much needs to hear, and even most Christians know very little about, is the coming 1,000-year millennial kingdom of Christ on earth, which is coming very soon and gives the world so much to look forward to. I mean, I'm just so excited and thrilled. I get so high on these millennial prophecies. I found it actually hard to focus back for this show on the troubles of this present time. Yes, when you look at the big picture, it helps put things into perspective. But we are in a time right now when Satan and his people are pulling out all the stops, pushing as fast as they can to bring about their new world order as envisioned by Charles Schwab and the globalist elites who attend that yearly meeting at Davos in Switzerland. They're calling it the Great Reset. What is the Great Reset for those who haven't heard? Well, they envision a new type of currency, a digital currency, which will be linked to every man and woman and child. And this currency will be automatically deducted from an account. And many people believe the COVID pandemic was intended to bring about the Great Reset, which is causing the collapse of the different world's economies. One quarter of all the money the United States ever printed has been printed in the last year. The fiat currency, the inflation, is about to just pop the bubble. It's all going to burst. It's all going to break. The countries are going to be in financial ruin, and the Great Reset is to restructure the financial world's system, which has been built on, especially in the last 50 years, on fiat currency, the petrodollar, which is not backed by anything, eventually leading up to, as as we talked about in that uh, documentary we made, that the mark of the beast is based upon finances. You can't buy, you can't sell, unless you receive the mark. And in my opinion, appears that this Great Reset is throttling in that direction to bring about, eventually, the mark of the beast. I think it worried a lot of people when they promoted the Great Reset at the last Davos meeting. They had a poster of a smiling young man with the caption underneath, you will own nothing and be happy. And, of course, the big question is, well, who's going to own it? Well, it's obvious who's going to own it. The New World Order is going to own it. So somebody's going to own it. And that sure sounds an awful lot like communism, where the state owns everything and then doles it out to you as you are their serf or slave to work in their system. They will give you what is needed to sustain your life. And, of course, as a part of this happy new world where you will own nothing, 
they're also planning for it to be a world with a lot less people. Oh, yes. That's, of course, was spelled out years ago in the Georgia Guidestones, and I believe also in a document called Agenda 21, which talked about reducing the world's population to down to 500 million, while it's over 7 billion today. So you are, you are talking about is a massive die-off. And, of course, Jesus himself said in Matthew 24, except those days should be shortened, no flesh should be saved. So it'll be the direct intervention of Jesus and the second coming that's going to stop this satanic insanity from eventually destroying the world. Shining bright in the dark night, you're listening to Nightlight. Robert, up until now on previous shows, we've encouraged ourselves with the thought that the present plans of the globalists for the Great Reset, in which they will control everything, is doomed to fail because we haven't yet seen the ten kings in Daniel 7 and Revelation 17 who come before the Antichrist rises to power. But someone suggested to me the possibility that as a part of the Great Reset, they will divide the world into ten regions with a governor or a king over each. I guess that could also be a possibility. Well, I have heard that that idea before of dividing the world into ten power blocks. I, I would say it's a possibility. I would say it's a certainty. And as you did bring out, yes, uh, especially in, as we've mentioned before in Daniel chapter eleven, the the Antichrist just does not have total run of things. He has problems all throughout the uh, tribulation, pre-tribulation period, with uh, whole nations and countries that are not uh, submitting to his rule. And that's why he fights, I think it's four or five wars, speaks about in Daniel chapter 11. So I, I don't know, but I, I think uh, we'll have to wait and see on, on how this how this turns out. Of course, the uh, the little horn, you know, I believe, what is it, uh, Daniel chapter 8 comes out of, uh, who is the AC, you know, who subdues three kings, comes out of the uh, former Grecian Empire. So I don't know. Uh, there's just things that are going to have to be revealed, I believe, either not long before they happen or as they are happening. I guess, Robert, in the place where we are now, we just have to trust. In the very last days, when you think about it, we're going to see the sackcloth prophets in Jerusalem, all kinds of miraculous angelic activity. We'll be able to tick off one by one the judgments heralded by the tribulation trumpets of Revelation 8 and 9 as they happen here on earth. It'll be much easier, I think, to trust then because we will see God at work and raining his judgments down upon the earth exactly as described in the book of Revelation. And, of course, we'll also be experiencing ourselves the miracles of God's protection and provision as his church is supernaturally transported into the wilderness and fed and provided for there. But right now, it's kind of like we're in a fog and we can't clearly see the road ahead and where we are on the end time timeline. And it's a, it's a test of faith to trust the Lord that he knows what he's doing and he's allowing all that the world and his children are suffering through this never-ending COVID pandemic and now also the mass vaccinations. So it's a time when we just have to trust that 
The Lord knows what he's doing. He's in total control and will take care of his children no matter what frightening things are happening in the world around. Yeah, that's, uh, that brings us to uh, Hebrews 11.6, which says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's what, uh, that's what God is looking for. That's what Jesus is looking for. Our trust. Our trust, which is our faith, that he will prevail, that he will never allow us to be suffered above that which we are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape. That we may be able to bear it. I am persuaded neither height nor depth nor angels nor principalities nor things present nor things to come nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's never completely dark when you're listening to Nightlight. Nightlight. Of course, one of the things we haven't touched on in this talk that is becoming bigger and bigger as the days go on is the quote-unquote E.T., Involvement in the end time. You know, there's been a tremendous amount of disclosure now about uh, extraterrestrials. And of course, you and I would not say that they're so much extraterrestrials as interdimensional. As we quoted, you know, we're, we're compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. There is a, another dimension that is right around us who we have witnesses that are going for us. And also in that dimension are the angels and the demonic spirits. Because Satan is not cast out of heaven, along with the third part of the angels, which are demonic, until the beginning of the Great Tribulation. So there is a very large, oh, reaction right now, because the U.S. Army, Navy, and Intelligence has admitted that there are, uh, they call them unidentified, uh, unidentified, oh, I can't remember the name right now. The uh, government has admitted they are there. They go at speeds, which is impossible for humans to endure, and they don't know what they are. But this goes back to, uh, I don't even know if I should say this on this program, because Project Bluebeam, which is a fake resurrection, and also that these ETs, extraterrestrials, are coming to save mankind from the folly in which the world has plunged today and further tomorrow, and that these ETs, or what we would refer to as interdimensional beings, demonic beings, are here to deceive us, to cause great delusion that they are actually saviors of mankind rather than destroyers of mankind. Yes, I did a show actually with Joseph Kandel on this topic of the great deception. It may not happen this way, but if it does, well, it's good to be aware of this possible scenario so as not to be deceived if and when it happens. An interesting article came, came out, I think, in the last week or 10 days that the Former President Barack Obama said, should these sightings prove to be extraterrestrials, that it would completely change the entire world's concept of religion. So, there you have that. Well, Robert, we could go on and on. There's just so much happening right now in the world that we could talk about. But maybe that's enough for our listeners to digest right now. There's a lot to think and especially to pray about. In fact, maybe you'd like to close with a prayer. All right, let's close with a, with a prayer. Thank you, Lord. Lord, you did say where two or three are gathered together in your name that you are in the midst of them. You are there in the midst of them. You said there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. Now, if anything that Simon and I have discussed here would cause fear to anyone, we ask that they would just look to you, Lord. You are the maker, the keeper, 
You will continue to keep us. You've kept us this long. You will continue to bless, keep, and strengthen and supply all of our needs. We ask this for our listeners in Jesus' name. And I'll just close with the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and have mercy upon thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Nightlight. What a delight. Let's go out with that protest song I promised you from Van Morrison. God bless you, and I'll be back next time with another Nightlight Show. Bye-bye. No more lockdown, no more government overreach. No more fascist bullies disturbing our peace. No more taking of our freedom and our God-given rights. Pretending it's for our safety when it's really to enslave. Who's running our country? Who's running our world? Examine it closely. And watch it unfurl No more lockdown No more threats No more imperial college Santa's making up crooked facts No more lockdown No more pulling the wool over our eyes Celebrities telling us, telling us what we're supposed to feel. No more status quo. Put your shoulder to the wind. No more lockdown. No more lockdown. Government overreach. No more fascist bullies disturbing our peace. No more taking our freedom and our God given rights. Pretending it's for our safety when it's really to enslave. Who's running our country? Who's running our world? Examine it closely and watch it unfurl. No more lockdown, no more threats, no more imperial college scientists making up crooked facts. Celebrities telling us how we're supposed to feel. No more status quo. Gotta put your shoulder to the wheel. No more lockdown.